What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming back to Alicia's Lounge. Today, we are going to talk about a very serious topic. But before we get into that, I would just like to review what we've been learning so far in this season of self-discovery. So far, we have talked about self-love, personal boundaries, and self-care, and how all three of those tie into self-discovery and making one a better person and understanding oneself in depth. So, today we will be moving a little bit forward and trying something new. We will be talking mental health. Yes, mental health. And we will put a very great deal of respect on the topic because it is a very serious matter. It is not something we talk about lightly, something we talk about jokingly. But we talk about it and bring awareness to the fact that mental health is a very real thing that needs to be addressed in today's society and culture it's something that our society our society needs to embrace it is something our society needs to blast like mental health like take care of your mental health you only get one life you only get one mind one body you really need to cherish every part of that and taking care of your mental health helps you navigate through your self-discovery because you can't discover yourself if your mental health is not in order. So in this episode, we will go into depth about mental health, how it affects self-discovery, how it affects self-care and different things like that. So make sure you continue to listen and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Leisha.u and to follow the official podcast page at Leisha's Lounge on IG. And thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Welcome to Leisha's Lounge. Quick disclaimer, this podcast is uncensored. So that means I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say, y'all. What's up, everybody? I'm so glad that you're here at Leisha's Lounge again. So as I stated earlier in the podcast, today we are talking mental health. And with that being said, before we hop right into the episode and break your shit down for y'all, I definitely want to extend this 24-hour crisis hotline number to anyone who may be suffering from mental health issues or they may know someone with mental health issues and they don't know how to help them. So please call 1-800-273-TALK. Let me repeat that number for you with the full number this time. 1-800-273-8255. Also, you are able to text the Mental Health Association, text MHA to 741741. And I hope, I hope, I hope that if you are dealing with something that you do not feel embarrassed and that you reach out, I'm pretty sure these are very confidential and private conversations that will help you. So do not hesitate. Please do not hesitate. Take care of your mental health, everyone. It is so, so important in today's society and culture that we take care of our mental health, that we address mental health, and that we put some respect on the title. A lot of people like to say, oh, mental health is not a real thing. It is a real thing. Your mental health affects many aspects of your life. If your mental is off, it's going to affect your physical. 
It's going to affect your emotional. It's going to affect your psychological. Like it's going to affect your spiritual, your professional. So we really want to make sure that we are taking very good care of our mental health and that we're getting tested, that we're asking questions, that we're not embarrassed, and that we're speaking up. Because what you don't say may be what someone else needs to hear. And you will never know until you speak up and step out. So if you are dealing with mental health or you know anyone else dealing with mental health issues, do not hesitate to call 1-800-273-8255 or text MHA to 741-741. So let's go right into the topic, you guys. Today, we're talking mental health. (laughs) Yes, mental health is a very serious subject. And I hope that I am able to give it its proper respect and I am able to do this topic justice today. So let's go ahead and address mental health and its definition. Um, The definition that I seem to keep coming across from mental health is this. Mental health is the level of psychological well-being or an absence of mental illness. It is the state of someone's mental health and wellness. So mental health includes our emotional psychological, and well-being overall. It affects how we feel and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices in our life. Mental health is important at every stage of our life. It begins to show more and more in childhood. Then it develops through adolescence. And you will continuously see your mental health being tested throughout the course of your adulthood. And when you speak about mental health and you think, well, how does that tie into self-discovery? What does that have to do with this season? You talk self-love, you talk personal boundaries, you talk self-care. What does mental health have to do with any of those? In order to properly practice self-care, in order to properly love yourself, in order to place boundaries in your life, all of those areas are affected by your mental health. And whether we're talking relationships, we're talking parents, we're talking children, we're talking any form of relationship or anything, if we're talking about people, mental health is at the root of it all. Because Without a good standing in mental health, it makes how you communicate and how you relate to others different. It makes it harder. It makes it challenging. So mental health is a very big part of this journey in self-discovery. And so now I want to share to you guys a couple ways that mental health ties into self-care. So. Self-care, as we discussed previously, is the practice of caring for our physical, emotional, and psychological well-being. Now, if we go back to our definition for mental health, that includes our emotional, psychological, and our well-being. And you see how those both go together? Duh. Not duh, but duh. 
So with that being said, it shouldn't be surprising to learn that it does, in fact, have an effect on your mental health. Self-care relies on an increased awareness, which can benefit people who are living with mental illness. Practicing self-awareness can help you recognize patterns in your emotional state, including events or situations that can trigger or worsen symptoms. It also can help you recognize what activities, tasks are not good for your well-being and may have negative effects on your mental health. But I do not want you guys to get this confused. Self-care is not a cure for mental or physical illness. While self-care can help with conditions like mental illness or chronic illness, it also has been found that many people fail to provide adequate self-care in the midst of a flare-up of symptoms. So with that being said, mental illness and mental health can't be cured by just self-care, self-love, personal boundaries, knowing who you are. You can't cure your mental health or you can't make sure your mental health is 100 by just doing those things. It takes getting help when you need it. It takes support. It takes accountability. It takes so much in order for you to thrive in your mental health that I don't want you to just think by practicing your 14-day self-care plan that I told you to make last week, well, earlier this week, actually, that that will fix mental health. It won't. It will give you steps to help you know when you're having an episode, like when you're not comfortable. It will help bring awareness to you. It definitely will. It definitely will help you be able to calm yourself down and it will be able to like bring you back to your peace. But it, it is not the final solution. It is not the final solution. You should still go get tested. You should still reach out to someone who understands that area and who can give you the best advice possible. So with that being said, let's go ahead and break down the mental health chart and mental health languages. So on the mental health chart, these are the six common areas in which mental health usually affects people. It affects them physically, psychological, emotional, spiritual, personal, and professional. And if you know like I know, when one of those areas is not right, it affects another area. So if your mental health is not up to par in the area of emotions or like you're emotionally feeling drained or you just like have an emotional episode you know that's going to affect your professional that's going to affect your psychological that's going to affect your spiritual because when one area of your life is out of balance or out of whack it is a trembling effect it goes from one area to the next area to the next area. It's like a freaking bee sting, you know. It hurts in one spot, then it starts to spread. Like, it's just like, dang. So, when we're talking about mental health, 
and making sure that we take the proper steps to getting our mental health looked at and taken care of, we always want to address the fact that we want to look at this mental health chart and see when we look at all these areas, how are we matching up? Where am I at mentally? Where is my mental health? Like, that's the question you ask. Where am I at mentally? Or where is my mental health at in my area of professional? Like, my job tends to stress me the fuck out. So when I'm having a mental episode about my job, it begins to affect my personal life. Because then, how I interact with people becomes heated. It becomes irritable because now I'm stressed. And now I'm starting to react and my mental health is not on point. So sometimes I have to take a step back, get my mental health in order, then rejoin the, you know, rejoin the scene so that I don't react or come across in a way that is not befitting of me. So that was just a quick little example and that aspect to give you something to relate it to more. So when we're talking about the language for mental health and the self-care aspect, I guess, we want to talk about five areas. We want to talk about compassion, action, accountability, self-care, and support. In order to really take care of our mental health, we have to involve those five areas. We have to be compassionate with ourselves and with others like be kind to yourself stop judging yourself like you have to practice positive talk like you know what today's hard but it's going to get better this is the hardest part of your day if you make it through this the rest of your day is going to be good you know you might not be feeling good but you're going to look better than you feel talk to yourself like you know what you a good person you deserve good things you love you. I love you. We love you. You the bomb, baby. Like, talk to yourself in the mirror. Point at yourself. Make yourself feel that. Hype yourself up the way you hype up your friends. Like, oh, oh. Do all that for you. Be compassionate to you. Be so gentle and understanding of how, like, how you are with other people. Be that way for you because you deserve that same kind of compassion from yourself. And you will definitely benefit in the area of mental health and self-care if you're able to be compassionate with yourself. Also, we would like to talk about action. You have to take action. Mental health is not something that goes away. It is not something that just gets better on its own. You have to take action. So with that being said, you have to set boundaries with your triggers. You just can't just let them pop on up or you can't be unaware or blind to the fact of what they might be. So you have to set up boundaries. And if you don't know about boundaries, go back up to personal boundaries, part two of episode one of Leisha's Lounge, and we will get into personal boundaries, why they're important and how they affect your relationships. Also, work on your coping skills. How do you cope when you don't get your way? How do you cope when you're angry? How do you cope when you're having a breakdown? Those are very key elements you need to look at and discuss and come up with a plan for. 
How are you going to react? How are you going to cope? What is going to settle you? And do the work. Like, do the work, people. When you just feel as though, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to go away. You know, it's not real. It is real. It affects many, many, many Americans. And if I don't stress anything else to you guys, I really want to stress the fact that mental health is a very, very crucial and important part in today's society and culture. And it should not be looked at or taken lightly. This affects your livelihood. This affects your friends. This affects your family. This affects your money. And what y'all don't play about is your money. You might play about your family. Y'all might play about a lot of things, but y'all don't play about your money. And your mental health affects your money. Okay? So if that's what's going on, that's what it's going to take to get you to take your mental health serious, then think about it. Like, this going to mess up my money. If I don't get this checked out, if I don't take this serious, this could affect my bag. Don't nobody like their bag affected. Next, we would like to talk accountability. Yes, my least favorite one. Well, it's not my least favorite because I am pretty open to accountability. I just seem to run across a lot of people who don't understand the meaning of accountability. But that's neither here nor there. We ain't even, you know, no tea, no shade. But notice how your choices, conscious and unconscious, contribute in a negative way. Look at what isn't working in your life. So when you look at your self-care plan and you look at your mental health and you look at the way you've been loving yourself and then you look at how you want to be, you have to evaluate, am I doing what's going to get me there? Is this, is this what I'm doing right now? What's best for me? And in the end, you have to take accountability. You have to say, you know what? I'm a grown-ass human being, and I don't like how things are going in my life. And since I don't like how things are going in my life, I have the power to change them. So this is what I'm not going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. And sometimes it's hard because it can be a conscious or unconscious thing. And sometimes you may be very conscious of what you're trying to stop, what you're trying to change, and some things you may not be conscious of. But what's very important is that you always take accountability and you own up to the fact that you are the only person in this world who has complete dictatorship over your life and you are able to come and go and do as you please. Now, I understand in certain aspects you have supervisors, you have elders, and you have different Figures like that in your life that can't tell you what to do, when to go, and how to do it. But no one has control over your mental health. No one has control over how you love yourself, how you view yourself, how you treat yourself, but you. So with that being said, you have to own who you are, take accountability for who you are, and get to where you want to be. And take care of what needs to be taken care of along the way. So next, we're going to talk about my favorite subject again, self-care. And yes, self-care is a process. Rest. Pay attention to your self-care battery. Give yourself what you need. Make time for yourself. Set hard boundaries. When we are talking self-care, you guys already know. 
the official episode two for self-care is already out. We got a self-care 14-day plan that we are working on. I hope you guys are sticking to the plan. I hope you guys are really taking this exercise serious and actually doing the work that it takes to become a better person and really following these steps or just at least listening and catching a different opinion or finding something in what I'm saying to help you in your life, in your journey, in this self-discovery. And then finally, we want to talk support people. This is so, so, so big. And this contributes to mental health, I feel, a great deal. Because without support, I feel it's hard to do anything. Now, some people, they, I could do it by my lonely. I'm so low, low, low. They loners. Some people need support. And you always hear it takes a village to raise a child. Sometimes it really does take a village. Now, you don't know where that village is going to come from, who that village is going to be. You may not meet that village until you 16 and heartbroken. And now you're trying to figure out where to go, what to do, who am I? That's when you can meet your village that's going to help raise you, help build you, help love you, help care on you. Now, some villages, you know, some villages are trap houses. Some villages are, you know, safe havens. You know, different villages for different folks. But when we talk support for our mental health and self-care, I encourage going to therapy. I don't want my listeners to feel like, oh, boy, I'll go to therapy. And, I, and you know, I hate when I hear black people say, uh-uh, therapy ain't for black people. Therapy is for people who believe in the process, who believes it works, for someone who needs someone to talk to outside of their immediate people, someone who needs guidance, and someone just to be there. And if you don't believe in therapy, there are many other ways to gain and get support for mental health and other issues. So reach out for help. Reach out. I don't care if it's to a teacher, to a principal, to your neighbor, to your auntie, to a close family friend, to a colleague, reach out. Don't ever silence yourself. Don't let no one silence you. Speak up. Your mental health matters. Your life matters. You matter. Self-care matters. And don't you ever simmer down so someone else can shine. Don't ever let someone downplay your mental health because they don't feel it's important. Go get help, go get support, take accountability, practice self-love, and be compassionate. And once you take those actions, you will be on your way to helping control your mental health. Also, we want to get in the idea of not being ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed to have a mental illness. It is plenty of celebrities out here functioning, making millions, I mean millions, multi-millionaires that have mental illnesses. Some of the same celebrities you look up to, worship, kiss the ground, they walk over to lick their booty. These are the same celebrities that are dealing with depression, that are dealing with anxiety, that are dealing with uh, eating disorders. These are the same people but because it's not publicized, but because they're not talking about it a hundred times a day, because it's not constantly being reposted or broadcasted, you don't feel as though that's something they're dealing with when they really, really are. So what we want to do is not be ashamed of that. Don't be ashamed. 
because there are a lot of celebrities that speak out on mental health and speak out on the importance and how it affects everyone and they aren't ashamed to stand up for the cause and I know that's why a lot of people don't speak up because they're ashamed that they're going to get bullied that they're going to get picked on that people are going to call them the R word baby you are none of those things if anything you are brave because you realize that it is not something right with me and what you did was you went and got help you took the necessary steps to make yourself better so let no one bring you down for doing what is needed to be done in order to take care of yourself and with that being said, we're going to break the stigma because, no, our mental health matters and we're going to take care of it at all costs. So before we end today's episode, I would just like to go over a couple of mental health statistics and go over some general information in regards of mental health so that we can have a better understanding of how real this is. So over the course of your life if you experience mental health problems your thinking mood and behavior could be affected and many factors contribute to mental health problems so just a couple we will name such as biological factors such as genes or brain chemistry can definitely affect your mental health because it could definitely be something that you're born with or it could be something that happened in the womb you know it's not necessarily something that made you be this way, It sometimes it happens. Also, it is life experiences such as trauma and or abuse. Trauma and abuse can definitely, definitely, definitely affect your mental health because it is something that happens to you. Sometimes, more often than not, something out of your control, something very traumatizing or something that it's just not normal, something that may or may not harm you. And usually when something like that happens, it does affect your mental health. It has a great deal of effect on the mental health, actually. Also, family history of mental health problems. Because it could be three generations back. It could skip three people and hit you. And you're just like, well, dang, my mom ain't have it. Her brothers and sisters ain't have it. So how... How, how did the depression that grandpa had hit me? Like, how, how is that fair? It's not fair, but it's very real. So we just want to make sure that we're taking care of our mental health. And without further ado, we're going to transition into the final part of today's episode, which we will be still talking about the statistics of mental health disorder. So with that being said, mental health disorder accounts for several of the top causes of disability established in the market today. Also, an estimated 26% of Americans age 18 and older, about one in four adults suffer from a diagnosable mental disorder in a given year. Let me read that again because I might have chopped it up. Y'all probably ain't catch it. Let me give it to y'all again. An estimated 26% of Americans age 18 and older, which is about one in four adults, suffer from a diagnosable mental disorder in a given year. You know how many people that is? Like, we have a billion of people. But 26% is a very significant amount of people. And out of those 26% of people, how many people do you honestly think go get the help that they need? 
let that sink in. Most people that commit suicide have a diagnosable mental disorder, most commonly a depressive disorder or substance abuse disorder. Four times as many men than women commit suicide. However, women attempt suicide more often than men. Let's set, let that sink in. Let that one marinate for y'all ladies. Let that marinate for you men. More men commit suicide, but more women attempt suicide. And you know how many of these attempts could be prevented if we address mental health, if we take accountability, if we support each other, if we take action, if we are compassionate. Like, do you know how much of that percent could drop if we really cared about our people like we should? Also, the highest suicide rate in the U.S. are found in Caucasian men over 85. However... Suicide is also one of the leading causes of death in adolescents and adults ages 15 to 24. Can we let that one sink in? Like, I need y'all to let that one sink in. I need to make sure I put this in my notes. That one of the leading causes of death in adolescents and adults ages 15 to 24 are suicide. Suicide. Like, that's sad. Like, we need to do better. And maybe we would do a bonus episode and we would talk about that. But right now, we're not going to get too much into it because we don't want to get off topic and start going in. Making this episode longer. So... So without further ado, I want to thank you guys so, so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I hope you learned a lot. I hope this was very informational. And again, if you are having an issue with your mental health and you don't know who to turn to and you just need to talk to someone, please do not feel that you cannot reach out to me. But also, don't forget to text MHA to 741741 or call a 24, not R, but call the 24 hour crisis hotline at 1 800 273 8255. And thank you guys so much again, and I love y'all for real.